0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lee Griffiths will face no disciplinary action After Sunday's match at Hamilton Stephen Gerrard believes Rangers will be back to their best soon And gives his backing to Alfredo Morelos And the squads for the knockout stages of the Europa League Have been submitted to UEFA Your squad for tonight is in Gordon Biel is here And Roger Hanna is alongside him And we love a full midweek Premiership card Lee Griffiths free to play for Celtic at Motherwell tomorrow Florian Camberry not free to play for Rangers against Hibs tomorrow We've got relegation six-pointer to look forward to St Mirren against Hamilton And we promise for the next two hours, Gordon We'll speak slowly, we'll speak clearly, we'll speak calmly Don't need to worry about the translation in this show Yeah, I don't want anything you say getting lost in translation, Gordon I'll keep it clear if you can Yeah, as clear as I possibly can I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, Gordon I think the, the card brings up a few really interesting games Celtic go to Motherwell um, Motherwell disappointed with their performance at the weekend Against Livy Another great result for them And Rangers Who I watched on Saturday um, Below par just now um, Stephen Gerrard's come out And said look We're missing a little bit of a spark Well they have to get that spark back quickly And they will need to start tomorrow night Against Hibs at Ibrox. Yeah uh, I think when we came out the winter break Everyone was excited You know, It was nip and tuck Rangers just two points behind They had that game in hand but a bit like 12 months ago They've stuttered And they've stalled a little bit Celtic have got the initiative They've pushed on Seven clear Rangers still of course Have that game in hand But there's no real wiggle room For Rangers anymore They need to hit the ground running Against Hibs again tomorrow night uh, Gordon how decisive it was We don't know yet You mm-hmm. can have your own thoughts on it You find out really Come the end of the season Did that feel like It had the potential To be a, a big weekend In the title race? Yeah, because it's um, so tight now, Gordon And that gap, it's given Celtic a wee bit of a, the luxury Yeah, I do think that Celt- uh, Rangers will win their game in hand So you're, you're basically looking at four points But four points is a lot You can't afford to drop anything Their performance on Saturday uh, wasn't the best, I've got to say I thought Aberdeen deserved their, their point Maybe could have uh, scored a couple of goals uh, probably created more chances at Ibrox than they have in a long time They remember the last time they were there They get thrashed 5-0 um, But there's just something missing just now uh, Rangers manager knows that's the case He has got to find the solution And he's got to find it soon Because I don't think they can afford to be throwing away silly points Gordon That said does. I wasn't hugely impressed with Celtic For the first half hour at Hamilton at the weekend They fell a goal behind They too Looked sluggish going forward at times And it really took that flashpoint Jimmy Hamilton's red card Odson Edwards free kick Just to get them to kick the, into life again The only thing I would say about that Roger I do agree with you I watched the game at Hamilton And I thought Celtic started really poor But all credit to Hamilton I think sometimes we get carried away With the, the big teams And not giving credit to the other teams I thought Hamilton lined up very well Went about their business good Got their goal Changing point obviously Edwards steps up that free kick Get down to 10 men and it's a convincing one in the end. Now, when you look at Celtic just now, I think this the small difference is with Griffiths and Edward up front, although they're playing poorly, you always think there's goals there with Forrest. Christie comes on. Their attacking players are brilliant. You looked at Rangers at the weekend there and you're thinking, apart from Morelos and he misses a great chance, where's the goal going to come from? You know, that's where the difference is just now. I think Celtic have got the edge because I think they've got better goal scorers all over the pitch. 
Uh, lots to get through tonight A lot of it's down to you So if you've got any thoughts You need to share them now 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's hear from you On any of today's big talking points Like I say There are a few uh, Let's kick off with Lee Griffiths It was the subject of much debate On last night's show um, He has been cleared by the Scottish FA Neil Lennon spoke before that And said he would have been bewildered If the striker was charged After that incident at Hamilton on Sunday Was it a stamp Was it not a stamp Well the Scottish FA Certainly don't think It was a red card offence uh, The Celtic boss says There was no malice in it But he still did have a word With Lee Griffiths After that incident I saw it At the time There was no malice in it What disappointed me Was in pushing The player after it You know We're huge on discipline And, and team discipline And um, You know I've had a quiet word With him about it But in terms of the stamp There was no malice in that There was no Intent on that at all So I would be You know Bewildered if um, Anything came from that I think his His leg was trapped And he's, he's trying to get up And I, I'm not sure how much Contact he really made with the player At the time I've not seen it again on camera But I do know From where I am And from a footballing Point of view That it's not It's almost like a, He's trying to get up Rather than lift his leg And actually put it down on the player Right decision Wrong decision uh, wrong decision for me, Gorn. Everybody's got their own yeah, po- we know. point of view, and you're entitled to that. Um, I've watched it over and over again, and I can't come to the conclusion of saying it was accidental. I thought it was a straight red card, and that's my opinion on it. When I watched it at first, I thought he's got away with one here, and then I watched it and I kept watching it, and I looked at it today, I looked at it yesterday, and nothing has changed my mind. I can't, I can't understand. How that was not a red card But he's got away with one That's what happens in football Sometimes you get a little break He's got to behave himself As Neil Lennon said there he gets, He's getting caught up in one or two things He's got to just keep doing his talking on the pitch Because he looks like He's getting back to his best Gordon And he looks sharp He should have scored on Sunday The one that comes over And the volley's over the bar with his right foot Usually Lee Griffiths will stick that in the back of the net And the one thing I do like about it just now is they're forming a real good partnership Griffiths and Edward uh, Roger eventually If the day comes when the Scottish FA Decide to not do the fast track Hearings on uh, Tuesday We'll have to move your night Because you're always on here When, when these things <laughs> come out And you always say That nothing surprises you When it comes to the disciplinary process But push that to one side What, well, what would you have gone for well, For instance well, if you listen, were in charge I, I tend to agree with Naz I thought at the time it was a red card now, Nick Walsh has chosen not to send Lee Griffiths off. Um, I think the wording of the rule now is excessive force and brutality or something. Now, So in the first instance, when they look at that again, Nick Walsh gets his chance to look at it. Are you happy with it, Nick? Yes, I'm happy with the decision. Therefore, the, the on-field decision stays as it is. Um, what slightly confuses me is in the aftermath of it, and this is what Neil Lennon was speaking about a second ago, Gordon, there was a bit of pushing and shoving between Lee Griffiths and Alec Gogic and both players were booked. So does that mean there was no punishment at all to Lee Griffiths for the clash with Sam Woods? Are we to presume the yellow cards administered to Griffiths and Gogic were for shoving each other? Therefore, there's there's nothing at all given for Griffiths' clash with Woods, which for me... Or nothing for the push. Well, clearly... Well, you have to assume if he's booking Alec Gogic for the push, it has to be booking Lee Griffiths for the push. Therefore, there's no punishment whatsoever for the clash with Sam Woods. I think he's a very lucky boy, if that's the case. 0141 951 1025. What do you think, Ian, in Greenock? Hi, Ian. 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 Hi
Hi Gordon, hi Gordon, hi Roger. Hi, um, I've not had a chance to speak to you for a long time, but a happy new year, guys. What's oh, oh. the latest happy new year we've ever had? Oh, and a Merry Christmas that. as well. No, I mean, honest to God, I've not spoken to you for a long time. It's good to hear from you. Haven't anyway, Gordon, uh, you were talking at the top of the show there, no, uh, Gordon Dale, yes. about the Rangers game and yeah. Rangers game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Rangers were lucky on Saturday mm-hmm. to get a draw. And yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yep. I watched I watched the full game and I watched the I watched the champions elect on my tablet. Liverpool yep. running away with the Premier League in England. But anyway, that's irrelevant to that. Going back to the, the old firm. There is a challenge on you've been talking about all season. Now there's daylight. There's a four point deficit. But it's seven because Celtic will get points on the board. So Rangers shows what you've got. Because I tell you now, they're very, very weak when they've not got, uh, who'd you call him, on the park. The boy Jack does a lot. And I don't know how long he's out for, but Chuck Evans mentioned, and Alec Ray mentioned, who'd you call him last night? James Tavenier. Tavenier, yeah. He's back tomorrow, yeah. He's back tomorrow. But Hibs are not lying down at me tomorrow night. Uh, And Celtic's going to Motherwell. Your, your local team Gordon I don't know about an easy game either You're right it won't be Ian We'll bet for that <laughs> And Roger that is the reality As Ian, Ian puts out there Everyone knows the points cap Everyone knows that Celtic Have clearly started The calendar year better Than Rangers have So there are no surprises there Rangers cannot keep up that The form over the last Week or so Yeah And you know It's just shown the importance Of some players Everybody talks about the importance Of Morelos When Morelos missed the games How he was missed I agree Ryan Jack's been missed in the middle of the park I agree that James Tavernier's been missed at right back Because you know, his defensive shortcomings notwithstanding He does take the team forward His delivery into the box The creativity from that right back position Is very very important to Rangers What it's proved if nothing else for me And, and that's touching at the top of the show When Celtic were labouring a little bit at Hamilton on Sunday On comes Ryan Christie On comes Tom Rogic On comes Johnny Hayes They all influence the game Rangers when they've had key men out The strength and depth hasn't been there Right Ian, Lee Griffiths Justice or has he got away with one? No uh, where, where can he put his feet uh, Gordon, where can he put that? No, I've, I've, I've watched all different angles I don't think there's any violence in it If there was violence in it He'd have been a, a straight red card No, do I think he'd get a yellow card for the stamp If she's can correct me on that guys but according is the yellow card is for the push on is it Boy Gogic? Yeah. <coughs> I thought it was a mens, Roger. He was. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, he absolutely was, a was. And and see the game at Park Keith when we stole it in the ninety third minute. Gogic scored the equaliser on that game, I think. Uh, no, it was the same it was the same lad that scored, it was a boy along with Gompo. It was a boy of Gompo who scored in both games. Obonko. That's right, Roger. Uh, Gogic was outstanding in that game and all. He's He's, he's your orchestrator on that team, uh, Gogic. People make him out uh, he's a cogger, but he's the orchestrator on that Hamilton team, and he he could be the difference for them to stay up this year. Yeah, he was uh, absolutely brilliant. Out of contract in the summer he, as well. He he, his, ty- his timing is run of good form very nicely. He threw everything good lad. in front of everything. Uh, yeah. Ian doesn't think Lee Griffiths could have put his feet anywhere else, Gordon. I'm not uh, Gordon. Uh, I respect anyone comes on this phone and tonight. 
and said, well, I disagree with Gordon Dale or I disagree with We know with that, Roger. just give us your opinion. We don't, I, we don't need I to think qualify Lee it Griffiths that. knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's doing. I think it's just a moment of madness from him. And I think he's very lucky to stay on the pitch. Me personally, I'm saying it's a red card. These things are often drawn along team lines, Roger, depending what your allegiance is. However, last night on Twitter and on the phones, we had quite a few Celtic fans saying, do you know what, I actually thought it was a red. I thought that one was a red. Uh, thought he's got away with one. Nick Walsh didn't think it was a red. The referee on BT at the time didn't think it was a red. I believe Dermot Gallagher on Sky Sports didn't think it was a red. And now a panel of three former referees today didn't think it was a red. D- does the refereeing fraternity now have a, a sort of definition or an interpretation of excessive force, which maybe isn't quite in line with the way your average fan well, sees it? Because that, that's a lot of qualified individuals if, there who don't think it was. If they didn't have it before, you now have the standard by which this type of case will now be judged. Um, Lee Griffiths didn't pull his foot up 18 inches in the air and smash it down into Sam Woods um, But I tend to agree with that I thought at the time it was a red card And I tend to agree with what Gordon Strachan said at half time on the TV on Sunday That if he'd wanted to get his foot out of the way He could probably have got his foot out of the way However, if all of the refereeing fraternity, as you say Are saying Nick Walsh got it right Then I will have to bow to them and you, say, you don't have to at all no, I'm just Exactly Roger You're a man about it But <laughs> But If this Type of thing Happens again We now know How it's going to be judged Alfredo Morelos Last season With Scott McKenna Red card Lee Griffiths This season With Sam Woods No red card But then the first And I hate when we do this Because mm. you end up Just drawing Every different example I'm blaming you For, for bringing them up But the first Morelos one was rescinded on the basis that it wasn't excessive force, wasn't it? Is that not the one that kicked all this off the opening weekend of the no, season? No, I'm not talking about that one. That was the one that was rescinded when he had a kick at Scott McKenna yep. in the box. I'm talking about the stamp on Scott McKenna when they were both sent off. Where where in the body was that stamp, alleged stamp? I put stamp in inverted uh, commas in, for you. In, in what they used to term the nether region. That perhaps is where the difference lies because there's a different mm. sort of Rule. test there. So that's why we shouldn't compare apples and oranges, Roger Hanna And now look where you've started Or apples and plums <laughs> uh, Moving swiftly on Callum and East Kilbride Do you have any thoughts on whether Lee Griffith's decision was right or wrong? Oh, oh you just kind of stole my thunder there Not at all, um, you can just elaborate nicely The only thing I can say is Thank God Gordon Diel isn't a referee oh, <laughs> Callum, you. come on I, I couldn't even keep no. up with play just now do you know what I quite like listening to you and Mark Wilson go at it? Usually I always go for Wilson, but <laughs> tonight, I, tonight I'm going to be on behalf of Wilson. This is me speaking for Wilson because okay. I know he'll be fighting the same. Yeah. So the problem, right, is, is as he says, that all the referees, all the panel have agreed that it's a yellow. He's were talking about uh, uh, Morelos and McKenna last season. Everybody asks for consistency in this league. That is the one thing that everybody wants because everybody thinks that their team gets treated unfairly at separate and different points through the season. I always say that it always usually goes for everybody and sometimes it goes against you, but it always kind of balances itself out. The one that remembers that sticks in my mind is Morelos on Anthony Ralston stands on his back and it wasn't even given as a foul. He yep. got away with it. So... But that's not, that's not me then going, oh, that's just this. That's obviously saying, well, that's not even a yellow. And the Griffith situation is, 
he puts his leg in It is a bit annoying Maybe he should turn left Rather than turning right And at the moment It's quite easy just to turn and, and go against that player But if you actually watch the video Slow motion doesn't really do it Justice But he actually Puts his foot down And he doesn't go right through The player as in like Boom There you go There's a stamp Have that He goes oh, and, he, and he pulls his leg up And the boy's already Rolling on the floor As if he's been clattered Or for somebody That's wearing a size 12 boot is that an, just, is not, an, an interesting one Callum Lee Griffiths doesn't have What you might describe as Form For this type of thing Now I know Alan McCoy Said in the TV on Sunday If it was Morelos There may have been A different decision I, I'm not going to Go down that road But you know Someone like Ryan Christie perhaps Or Darian McKinnon perhaps Guys who have had red cards in the past For Things like this Do you think they'd have been treated differently from Griffiths Do you think Griffiths has maybe got off with one Because you could say he's of previous good character mm, That no, shouldn't no, have come in here no, no, does, does. I no, know it shouldn't I'm asking yeah. not if it shouldn't Whether it did Yeah no, I don't think that's came into it because I think they've looked across the board and went, well, wait a minute, if we can't give that as a yellow or a red. I see, I don't get that with the Christie when he got banned there for the grab on Morelos. It happened last season and there was nothing done about it in the same game where Morelos stands on the players, uh, Anthony Nelson's back. So I think they've looked at it across the board. They've not looked at it as who the person is or I'm hoping that they've looked at it. I actually, I actually hope, they, I hope they haven't. And I, I don't understand the fascinating... Well, I do understand it. It's not one that, that I go for. And it comes from people wanting what's best for their team and they don't want their team to be treated any differently. But this absolute obsession we have... With comparing it to another incident from last week Or another incident from 18 months ago Or another team Or another player I personally struggle to see the point Because you can have your own opinions on What would have happened if it was another player You can't even begin to come close to proving it You also can't begin to come close to proving What would have happened if it was a different team It seems to me the type of argument that will just go round in circles And I, you never get anywhere I on. agree with you Gordon It's the same as people The minute a bad result comes in Oh playing against 12 men And the, the referee done that The last game and stuff like that Look I said earlier Everybody's entitled to that I am not interested I'm not bothered that, um, In my opinion That Griffiths has got away with one Best of luck to the boy He's playing tomorrow night He's back playing As well as he, he possibly can just now He's looking a lot sharper He's getting in amongst the goals Fair dues Everybody's got their opinion on it I am sorry I don't buy the excuses That Callum's come out with About his foot And he could have turned right He could turn turned left For me I think Lee Griffiths Get caught up in the heat of the moment And he knows what he's doing but, but Red card Gordon I tend to agree with you as well But I think it's worth asking the question Rangers and Hibernian Are going to this SFA tribunal hearing on Thursday Now when the charges were laid at the door of, of the two clubs Rangers put out a statement basically saying The SFA are picking on us and part of Alfredo Morelos' interview Controversial interview We'll get to that Yesterday mm. Suggested that He believes That he is being singled out So when Clubs And players And Rangers and Alfredo Morelos Are not alone in this I've heard other clubs And other players saying it in the past When they say That they believe They are being The victims If you like I think it's worth asking the question But if you can easily Very easily at the, Off the top of your head Find other people Who have been sent off for stamps And other people Who have not why Why the need to, to, to take it much further oh, Listen it's not me that puts out statements Gordon mm. You know it's the clubs and the players That are putting out the statements I'm a you I don't look at other things that's happened We comment on what happened at the weekend Everybody's got their opinion on it Callum are you still there? Yeah, yeah, 
I'm, I was just going to make one last That's good because I've just received a, a text from the Mercer room saying Callum's talking a lot of nonsense I'm with you Daz uh, Callum make it very I'm quick not. if you can We're running <laughs> I don't even think you've got an iPhone there Gordon I've got Nokia but it's, it's alright right. my last point was I don't know if you've seen um, the Celtic statement tonight obviously with this um, interview of Sky mm-hmm. Sports Sky Sports are now taking it down off their website so you can't watch the interview um, for obviously their own reasons that's fine because I actually had a um, kind of a bell and monk that phones up sometimes and it was saying I was at the game on the 29th right? I was at the game and um, this this kind of it's a bit of a bad topic because people are saying like it was people racial abuse or people this or people this or people that one I don't condemn uh, abusing anybody any, I condone sorry that's that's just it's not it's not right at all but the point is is that I've not seen for one somebody come out and say right Celtic have uh, racially abused the fans have done this or done that so I'm quite happy that Celtic have stood up to this Well I'll tell you what Callum you've teed it up quite nicely because Stephen Gerrard had a lot on his mind today and some of those stories have developed a bit further and we'll do them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Delighted Gordon that you've actually made it into the studio Roger when you arrived at the office at 5 to 6 where was he? He was lying sleeping in the couch <laughs> For the hard day. Hugh Evans comes in here 2pm Goes through Twitter, newspapers, websites, writes mm. his notes, his research. Yeah. You were asleep on the couch until five to six. Gordon, I was out this afternoon a twenty-five mile bike ride, and it just got the better of me. I've got to say so. I reckon by nine o'clock the lights will be out tonight, and I'll be sleeping. Yeah, as he tried to get out the couch, oh. I, I wish I had videoed this. He took cramp. I could hear him from in <laughs> here. This is a soundproof oh. studio, and I could hear him. Honest to goodness, I'm quite sure half a Clyde Bank could have heard them. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to get in touch. Stephen Gerrard was on media duties today as well. He spoke about racism in Scottish football. He says it's still a problem in Scotland. He says it's embarrassing. It's still being talked about in this day and age. And he says they'll offer Alfredo Morelos all the support he needs. Look, I think the first thing is we, we realise we're not uh, in our best form. Well, we always support all the players on and off the pitch. Uh, certainly if they feel as if they're suffering from abuse from the stands, we're always are there 100% for, for, for our players. And we're always there to, to support other players that maybe uh, are on the end of it in our stadium as well. Um, it seems as if racism is still a problem, certainly in this country. And I've been one who's been very vocal in terms of we all have to continue to keep doing what we need to do to eradicate it because it's bang out of order. Uh, and that's just not me supporting my own players, that's across the board. It's very disappointing that we're still uh, talking about situations like this in this day and age. Um, I think it's embarrassing, really. We love working with Alfredo. I think he's a fantastic player. I know I'm always going to be biased towards him, but I certainly think he brings something to this league. Uh, I think he makes the league a lot more exciting. Uh, and as I say, we'll continue to give him the support that he needs. I know he feels strong about these issues. I, I, I listened to the interview. But my advice to Alfredo is to, to continue to be strong. Um, we're here for him if he needs that support and to continue to do what he does best, which is scoring goals and, and, and making our supporters happy. Now, just like everything in Scottish football, Roger, we do things in a much more convoluted and utterly bizarre fashion than anywhere else, it seems. So let's try and separate a couple of things First and foremost Alfredo Morelos has well, In fact let, let's bring you up to speed with developments today if you like So in the last couple of days Alfredo Morelos gave an interview to Sky Sports I'm sure many of you saw it He, Where he outlined some of the abuse 
Racist and otherwise That he's received In his time in Scotland Now There was mention of the game On the 29th of December Against Celtic And That then Caused a lot of responses Along the lines of Well there's no evidence That he got racially abused In that game That's gone a stage further today And let me sort of tell you My own timeline on this Because before any of this came out I thought to myself Well we've got the show coming up And it's the type of thing you would do I thought I'm just going to sit down And watch that that Sky Sports interview again I just want to know what it says I'm going to write it down I'm going to watch it And it wasn't there anymore It wasn't available I went on Twitter Tried to click links Went on the website And it wasn't there anymore Celtic Have since issued a statement Asking Sky Sports To conduct an investigation Into that interview Which And I'm I'm paraphrasing here They Basically are are Accusing Sky Sports Of a Erroneous translation Well I think that That just about covers it So we kind of have to separate A couple of things Roger Alfredo Morelos If he's been subject of racist abuse here in Scotland We should condemn that wholeheartedly Any player We've been here before It's disgraceful It has no place in modern society Never mind modern football But we've now got this bizarre Subplot of Celtic seemingly at war With one of our biggest broadcasters Over what was or wasn't put out in that interview Well I'll address the subplot in a second If we're talking racism in football Then Racism in football and racism in society cannot be condoned in any shape or form. Um, whether it's Alfredo Morelos, whether it's some of his Rangers teammates, whether it's Celtic players, whether it's Motherwell players. I remember, I think it was a lad, Christian Mbulu, who was getting um, racially abused at Tynecastle a season or two back. It was Antonio Rudiger down at the Chelsea Spurs game earlier in the season. I believe in, in Turkey today, the big story is racist abuse of John Obi Mikel over there. It has no place in football It has no place in modern society It needs to stop now Um, If we're now going to address the subplot Celtic seem concerned about the Translation, the accuracy of the translation Um, As Alfredo Morelos was speaking words in his native tongue There there were subtitles accompanying his words And there seems to be doubts now That the words that appeared on the screen May or may not Have been the words mm-hmm. That were coming out Of Alfredo Morelos's mouth That obviously now Is an issue between Celtic and Sky Sports I'm not sure Who Sky Sports Employed to do the translation But fascinating to find out How it all shakes down uh, Let's take a call From Frank On this one Frank's in Mary Hill Hi Frank Hello uh, Gordon um, And the guys Hello Yeah Hi, this is um, <laughs> An extremely serious Situation we've got here and I want to make my point completely clear. Let's clear the decks of the innuendo and all the rest of it. What we have here is a club who, on the 29th of December, I think the match was, accused Celtic supporters of racially abusing one of their players. One of the most serious things you can accuse a group of supporters of doing, less of all probably the most anti-racist, an anti-bigoted group of supporters, the Celtic supporters, you'll find anywhere in Europe. And they accuse our history of anti-fighting against racism, fighting against bigotry, for a club to come out and make this statement that their player was racially abused. We now have gone a month from that. Not one iota, not one scrap, one bit of audio, one bit of video, has vindicated these accusations. 
that's a scurrilous stain they're trying to put on my club, which I love. My beautiful Celtic. We're not saying we're perfect, but I am not sitting and accepting, and I don't know why Celtic are sitting and accepting. They haven't, by their statement today, they've done well. But I think now's come the time where Celtic must demand a full, unequivocal, complete apology for the scurrilous accusation made against their supporters on that day. Actually, if we could bring it up to date, Roger, I feel like the... The the, the, the the debate here If I can stop stuttering over those words Or, or the, the conflict here actually And this is where it becomes a bit difficult for us to get in the middle of Is between Celtic and Sky Sports Not not so much Rangers if that makes sense Because if anything The accusation is that Alfredo Morelos has been misrepresented Yeah I'm just looking at the Celtic statement there The Celtic statement says I'm just quoting from it now Gordon Mr Morelos does not use these words anywhere within the extended interview which has been broadcast. Yeah, so, so there, there actually is no, there's no conflict here between no, Celtic and Rangers Ce- as such. No, Celtic at the minute, they don't seem, certainly going by the words in the statement, they don't seem annoyed by Alfredo Morelos, they don't seem annoyed by Rangers, they seem to be annoyed by the translation. So as I say, I think, I think the nub of this will be to find, you know, who translated it and... How it was translated This has seemed to be What irks Celtic At the minute um, I believe the police inquiry Is ongoing um, As Frank says There doesn't appear to be Any evidence At the minute To substantiate The initial claims But I, I don't want to say Police inquiries Move at a slower pace Than we might like But I think there was a There was a photograph Issued over the weekend By Police Scotland Looking for a culprit For An incident that happened At a game last August So just because at the minute there is no evidence doesn't mean the inqu- that inquiry is closed. But as Frank says, at the minute there is no evidence to substantiate the initial claim. Today's row seems to involve Celtic and Sky Sports mm. as opposed to Celtic and Rangers. Do you see the, the, the difference there, Frank? I, I know the way passions run high in this city and I know it's been... It's been billed in the last couple of days As if Morelos and Celtic are going head to head And Celtic and Rangers are going head to head But that's not strictly what's happened today It's a nice bit of sidestepping Gordon With the greatest respect By, uh, I, 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 by yourself and the guys I, I respect you going I think you're very fair Extremely fair no, as, I, I, as a, there's, there's no intentional sidestepping Frank I'm, no, I'm being, no, no. We're actually reading verbatim that The Celtic no, statement No, 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 no Yeah, what I mean is that you said It's not between Celtic and Rangers It is exactly it's between Rangers accusing my club supporters of racially abusing one of their players. How can that not be an issue between Celtic and Rangers? The, the interview... No, I'm, not, the, I'm talking no, no, about God, today, speak, Frank. Please. Can I speak, please? Can Absolutely. Speak, please? Of course you can. Right. The today's statement is a different issue. It's a different complaint Celtic's got. This complaint is about the translation by Sky Sports of an interview. Which is the My one we're talking point, about because it's in the news yeah, no, today. No, 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 but this is a wider point. The, the point be- began in the 29th of December when Rangers, I'm assuming under Mr. James Trainer, issued a statement, and in my opinion, it was a complete deflective tactic for the throat slitting gesture by the same player. Anyway, that's another point, but the point here is they issued that statement to say Celtic supporters racially abused Alfredo Morelos. Let's stick to this. That is a disgraceful thing if it's shown to have no background, not uncorroborated, nothing. 
Now, that is so serious. You can't go about accusing supporters of racially abusing people when there's nothing to back it up. Nothing. Yeah, but but you can also... But Frank, surely you can also encourage an investigation. If the investigation... If if Alfredo Manelos feels he was racially abused, what what, what do you then expect Rangers to do about it at that stage? Time travel back to the 29th. The point here is you... That's such a... We're not talking about somebody tripped him up in the tunnel. This is accusing a support, a support section of supporters from the most anti-racist, anti-bigoted club in Europe, I would say, of being racist. That is a scurrilous thing to do with, when it's shown now a month later, Gordon. This is five, six, five weeks later. And we don't have one scrap of evidence to back up that loose accusation that was thrown at Celtic. Now, if there was, I'd be the first to drag these guys out and whatever, right? Celtic supporters self-police have witnessed it many times. Celtic supporters, unlike another club, say self-police bigotry and racism within their support. I've seen guys... See, but Frank, this all sounds with. very loaded when, when you do that, when you get those little sort of digs in about the, the, other, the other side. It does make you, make you wonder just... If, if anyone can approach this with a with a sort of level head, Gordon DL, because if we're truly, if we as a as a game or as a society are truly interested, as in really genuinely interested in ridding our game or our society of racism, mm. we wouldn't even pay any attention to what club it was, what colour of shirt they were wearing, what player it was. That the, the issue would would take precedent over all that. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we're all on the same page, Gordon. There's no room for it, not even football and society. Uh, I was actually at the game covering it for Super Scoreboard and it's not the usual, well, sitting on the fence. When he gets sent off and he was coming off the pitch, we've got our, our cans on, Gordon. I couldn't hear anything. Uh, and as Frank says there, there was no evidence yet to, to prove that was the case. So until you get evidence, until you can get that out there, then... Then you can only discuss the matter and where it should go. But it doesn't matter if it's at Celtic Park or wherever it is at Ibrox or wherever. There's absolutely no place in the game whatsoever for this. Like I said at the beginning, Roger, there are a few separate issues here. So I appreciate where, where Frank's coming from. Um, Alfredo Morelos has been racially abused in his time in Scotland. I think there was Aberdeen fans were charged. I'm sure. Um, perhaps last year, the. We're now sort of getting bogged down on on when it was and, and who it was. Does that does that take us away from actually just tackling the issue? Well, listen, we can only follow the ball if you like in terms of this. If you if you read on the Celtic statement today, you know Celtic says again. I'm quoting from the statement: "Our consistent stance is that wherever racism exists, it should be tackled head on." Now there was an allegation made on the 29th of December. Police Scotland are investigating and they're investigating with the full assistance of Celtic. Celtic are helping the police. Now, there is no evidence at the minute that anything has happened. But until the police inquiry closes, Celtic will continue to assist the police in this investigation. The club is very strong on its anti-racism background, its anti-racism reputation. Now, there may well come a day... In the near future In the distant future Where Celtic have more to say On this allegation But at the minute There's an active inquiry going on And Celtic are trying to get to the bottom of it Celtic aren't sweeping this under the carpet They're doing what they can It's ongoing Good time for you to get in touch 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you After the travel with Stephen 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL is here. Roger Hanna is alongside him, and they're waiting on your calls. 01419511025 in the second hour tonight. Uh, Hugh Keevans and I have been out and about. It doesn't happen very really? often. We went along to Hamden. We met up with Scotland boss Stevie Clark, and we uh, had a little chat, asked him what life was like in the hot seat. Went through some of his Scotland memories His hopes and ambitions For these upcoming playoffs And we're going to bring you that Just after Beat the Pundit At 7 o'clock So uh, stay tuned for that one Let's speak to Dan in Battlefield First though Hi Dan Yeah hi guys Thanks very much for having me on Hi Dan What's your what's on your mind tonight? Well listen Just really want to echo um, Previous call of Frank there um, But I'm delighted The Celtic statement And the stance the club has taken With regard to Alfredo Morelos' interview in Sky Sports um, Personal point of view is I'd suggest that I'd suggest the reason there's, there's been no evidence from, from the game well over the months now is, is because there is none now, I'm a Celtic fan and you know I don't want to come across as the usual you know green tinted specs so you know I'd say somebody that, that's been going to the game for well over 25 years now um, you know and I want to echo what Frank said self-policing within the Celtic support is as good as you'll see and that's for somebody that's been to, to matches all over the UK. Now, I'm not for a second suggesting either that Alfredo Morelos won't have been subjected to an absolute barrage of abuse, given the kind of character he is, both on and off the park. No player should have to put up with it. But, given the throat to that gesture, um, at the end of that match, and, you know, listen... You can you can have your own point of view, and I can't well, wait. Well, let's let's be let's be clear though, Dan, and, and and you're right. As things stand at the moment, I am yet to see any sort of yet to see the outcome of this investigation in terms of evidence. There were videos of of Alfredo Morello certainly getting abuse when when he was on his way off the park, but. Is that maybe where we miss the point here, Dan? Everyone's focused in, and, and you talk about self-policing amongst the Celtic fans and how exemplary it is, and Frank did it before you as well. The type of stuff getting shouted at Alfredo Morelos, whether it was racist or not, by your general understanding of racist, he clearly wasn't getting wished well by the Celtic fans on his way down the tunnel. And I wonder if there are still lines that, that were crossed. Likewise, yeah, and uh, listen, those lines will be crossed. I suppose everybody's got a different, a different line there um, as to what your, you know, your moral stance is. Um, but no, I just wanted to echo what Frank said with regards to that because, you know, self-policing, and listen, my club is no whiter than white. Um, you know, and there seems to be a lot of fans still that are more obsessed with yeah, the politics that are outside the IDC rather than the football that's going on in the park. So, you know, if it's not zoned in with the green tinted specs on, but again, the real point I'm trying to get at is it strikes me yet again at the gym trainer, PR machine, which most Rangers supporting guys I know are absolutely fed up with also because it brings embarrassment to the club and takes away from the football and the title challenge that's going on at the moment and seems to embarrass the club. Uh, I don't know what your, your point of view is on that well, The thing about it is Roger it, These things are drawn along what team you support Dan says he, he knows Rangers fans who, who agree And I'm not disagreeing with Dan I don't really see a time where we do move forward Roger, hopefully I'm, hopefully that's not too doomsday uh, for you But whilst we are still so obsessed with Pointing fingers elsewhere Trying to portion blame elsewhere 
fan And I'm not saying Dan or anyone else is doing this I'm speaking very generally Trying to take the moral high ground I don't really see a way that that, that we ever progress properly Unless um, that changes I, I hope you're wrong I suspect you're correct But I hope you're wrong um, What about it has become you know, a, a key word in Scottish football among supporters now. You know, you can't have a conversation with about one club without drawing in another club. That's just mm. listen. That's just the way it is. Can I'm you get that? Can you get it. that back? Because we do it with everything. We do it with refereeing decisions, as as we noticed earlier on. You are allowed to call something out for being wrong without also having to call out everything else that's ever been wrong in the past. Yeah, but it's not as much fun. No, not, fun no. is that what you call this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> listen, playing devil's advocate. The point you make. About Morelos leaving the pitch I'm quite sure As you say People weren't saying Well played Mr Morelos As he came off the pitch Equally I'm quite willing to back up With Dan and Frank are saying That there is no evidence That there was racist abuse Is it a possibility That the player concerned Who quite clearly Despite having been in the country For two and a half years Does not yet have a great grasp On the English language is it beyond the realms of possibility that some of the words that were said to him as he left the pitch he has misconstrued as perhaps being what he believed to be racist abuse when in fact it was just good old-fashioned abuse that players get up and down the country every Friday, Saturday and Sunday? I don't know. Certainly at the minute, there is no evidence... That's the point though, isn't it? See the, see the fact that there, there is... There are other forms of abuse which happen every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Actually, yeah, that, that doesn't really make it okay. And I, I can no, almost hear Fraser Wisher on here. It doesn't, but there's a, there, there is a there difference, is a difference. Yeah, between yeah, abuse and racist abuse. Of course, there is. And Celtic are helping Police Scotland look into an allegation of racist abuse. At the minute, as Dan and Frank both say, there is no evidence that the police or Celtic have been able to gather that there was any racist abuse. So I don't quite know where this episode. And it's not a very nice episode. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't shine a very positive light on Scottish football in general. I'm not quite sure where this episode ends. Dan in Battlefield, thanks for the call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need, and you need it now for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Beat the pundit time Your chance to take on Roger Hanna Take on Gordon DL And win yourself a signed ball If you think you're tough enough 01419511025 And you need to call before the end of the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here We are going to keep going With some of today's biggest talking points We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard On actual Football and what Rangers need to do to get their form back So if you've got any thoughts on the football at the moment The title race, the form of the two teams Get them into us now 01419511025 And don't forget later this hour We're going to have an exclusive interview with Stevie Clark Just something, a bit of an insight if you like Hugh Keevens and myself uh, Just trying to find out what life's like as the Scotland manager So we'll do that a bit later on this hour But first, time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Gordon and Roger are here and one of them is going to be taking on Curtis from Rutherglen How are you tonight Curtis? Yeah I'm good yourself? Yeah not too bad at all thanks for asking I'm going to toss the coin if it's heads it's Roger Hanna who will start on minus one and if it's tails it will be Gordon Diel 
And it is Tails DL against Curtis from Rutherglen. Are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah. Your snooze that you had before the studio, uh, before the show tonight, hasn't thrown you off. That could be good. Right. Okay. Let's find out. Um, I'm going to give Gordon a bit of something else to distract him. That's it. He's given me the thumbs up, so he can't hear us anymore, Curtis. You've got 30 seconds. Head to head with Gordon. The secret, if you've never heard it before, is that you can pass. If you don't know it, pass it quickly and move on. Okay. Okay. Good man, Curtis. Your time starts now. Who scored a double for Celtic in last season's Scottish Cup final? Edward Stuart McCall was today named manager of which team? Pass Where did Lee Griffiths begin his playing career? Hibs What area of Edinburgh do Hearts play in? Corky What year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen's manager? 2011 Which team is currently top of Scottish League 1? Rafe Rovers Which club is Jordan Rossiter on loan with? Okay, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah. Great, we didn't send you to sleep again or anything. No, you're here. No, I'm here. Good to go. All right, you ready? Yeah. Same set of questions to you. Your time starts now. Who scored a double for Celtic in last season's Scottish Cup final? Tom Rogic. Stuart McCall was today named manager Bradford. of which team? Where did Lee Griffiths begin his playing career? Livingston. What area of Edinburgh do Hearts play in? Gorgie. What year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen's manager? 2007 Which team is currently top of Scottish League 1? Wraith Rovers Which club is Jordan Rossiter on loan with? Pass Name any of the two English teams that Kirk Broadfoot's played for Quick Quick uh, Kirk Broadfoot? Sunderland No he didn't he? It wasn't worth the wait No uh, it wasn't Curtis what do you think? I think he's beat me Do you think so? Let's find out The first one Who scored a double for Celtic In last season's Scottish Cup final It was Odson Edward Don't know where you got Tom Rogic from He's just my favourite player uh, So well done to Curtis You go in front But there was a quick equaliser Stuart McCall Was named manager of Bradford For the third time I think Yeah third time Yeah quite something uh, Where did Lee Griffiths Begin his playing career It was Livingston So Gordon got it And he goes in front What area of Edinburgh the Hearts playing It's Gorgie So Gordon's still one up What year did Derek McInnes Become Aberdeen's manager I think you were only Six years out Gordon So that's not bad <laughs> What was it? Um, it He's was, been there seven years Hasn't he? It was 2013 He's been there seven years So yes that's uh, Gordon's still up by one Which team is top of Scottish League One It's Wraith Rovers I mean if you hadn't got that You'd, you'd have never been able to show your face In the streets of Wraith Ever with, again With the amount of goals I scored Yeah but. Um Curtis got it as well Oh did he Well so done Curtis You're still one up uh, Which club is Jordan Rossiter on loan I can't get that Fleetwood. Fleetwood Curtis that was your big chance So I'm yeah, afraid it, it looks like he's, he's He's in front And even the last one Name any of the two English teams well Kirk Broadfoot has Bradford played won. for Blackpool Blackpool Rotherham ah, Did Curtis not get it He did not Which oh, means you Curtis. win by one Hard lines Curtis no problem, thanks, sir. You just come up against a man in form, Curtis. Unlucky, mate. <laughs> Phone bang Thursday, you'll get the mushroom. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Good man, that was Curtis in Rutherden. Speaking of which, did you happen to hear Thursday's beat the pundit? Yes. It was a shambles, wasn't mm-hmm. it? The behaviour of those two. Mm-hmm. Talk about <laughs> retrospective bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're currently going through the disciplinary process, and I think bands need to be handed out. I've you got talk about being a sore loser You are the, Both of you the worst winners I've ever seen The gloating The showing off You have no Shameful. idea How I feel When I when I tuck someone away At Beat the Pundit uh-huh. One defeat since September Roger That's for them And these people Have come on the phone And know what they do They disrespect me 
Because they say Yeah I want to play DL What happens? No balls Leave uh, this just, studio ju- Just because I'm minus one Doesn't mean other pundits Can't also be minus one Minus one for gloating Minus one for Perhaps Goading perhaps opponents Disciplinary issues uh, yeah. If you've not heard it before It's actually worth And uh, you can listen to the full <laughs> show by the way But if you want to just skip Thursday's <laughs> podcast Go back to it To beat the pundit It was a shambles He took a cane in didn't he, he Poor did. lad Poor guy He, he was it? He deserves everything was it Chris, Chris from Wisha was oh, it I meant to ask Smith I meant to ask Tom from Motherwell from last week. Did, did you catch up with him in Jack Daniels or the steel No, he's, he's, he's disappeared. He does, he's under a bed hiding with the chocolate biscuits. He's away. He's gone. You'll never see him. All uh, right, let's try and talk actual football for a bit. Stephen Gerrard says Rangers will be back to their best quicker than people think. He says they're not listening to any criticism coming from the outside. Look, I think the first thing is we we realise we're not uh, in our best form or the best moments. I think that's the first thing you've got to do. Um, but it's very important that we don't listen to the outside noise um, because there's obviously a lot of uh, emotions on the outside there's people who are paid to give an opinion uh, on the team and and how we're playing we we respect that and understand it but for us it's important to stick together on the inside keep doing what we we do keep believing in um, how we play and we'll play through this period and, and, and get back to our best uh, quicker than people believe And um, We're confident We can continue to progress I have no idea How quickly Or otherwise People believe Rangers will get back To their best But w- what would he make Of, of Stephen Gerrard's Assessment of where They're at I, I, I think he's um, He did come out On Saturday And said there was a, Sort of a spark Missing Gordon I like the way He goes about his Interviews I think he's very honest I think he's very open Some people Criticise him for that Saying You know That it should be done In house Especially when he comes out And has a go at his players After Tynecastle last week But I like the way He goes about it He doesn't shirk it um, Yeah They need to step up To play it Because It is really in Important times now Because Celtic They've got a difficult game For part tomorrow Rangers are at home They've got to make Home advantage count you know, the, it was well documented uh, when the winter break came back that Celtic had a lot of games on the road. Rangers had a lot of home games. And the last three games, they've only won one. So they've really got to step up to a mark. But the manager still believes in his team. He's getting one or two important players back. He's Morelis back after suspension, obviously. He'll have his captain back tomorrow. And I do agree with the caller. I think it was Ian at the beginning. Ryan Jack is a big miss for him. Uh, John is a Rangers fan He's from Clydebank But you're not in Clydebank at the moment John are you? No I'm here in Spain cycling oh. <laughs> Whereabouts in Spain? Uh, Madrid I was in the Alps here in France <laughs> You've just The look on Gordon Diel's face He comes in here tonight John Acting like he's He's the next Bradley Wiggins He's got his sore hip He's tired from his 25 mile cycle He has to lie down in the couch In the back office and here's a man who really takes his cycling seriously. He's in the oh, he's, he's been in the Alps. He's in Madrid. I've, Where were you? I've always lost. I was in Stewarton and Fenwick. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, John. <laughs> hey, my, my question is for Gordon, and as, as it happens, Stephen Gerrard's just touched on it. He went and said that you know people are the, the, the players are listening to the people that are dating Rangers. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is to fellow Rangers fans. You know, you're meant to be the twelfth man. Now, it's easy to if Rangers score a goal against the Aberdeen and we all got up and we jump about and then we start singing after they've scored the goal and we're winding nothing up, then possibly driving one to two nothing. But when you're in the hurries and players aren't playing well, for people to sit in the stands 
and her abuse and to get on the guy's backs, I don't know how that is supporting your club. I think to be a supporter is the easiest thing in the world. You support your team, especially when they meet you. It's easy to support your team if they're one and one nothing. We've got this exact same team that beat played Chelsea after part twice, five and six weeks ago. Played them after part twice. It's the exact same players. They've got a different form. So so Gordon, as a player, how does it feel when the when the fans are elated and they're singing your name and they're chanting you just got a goal? And then how does it feel when you made three bad passes in a row and then you hear He made some good points and the, the audio from Stephen Gerrard before John called was interesting. You know, he talks about the critics and you know, he talks about, you know, coming out of this, you know, bad spell of form. If you go back to immediately after the, the winter break, the cup went against Junra, Stephen Gerrard said he was bored. He was a critic. You know, if you, if you look after the, the St Mirren game, when they won the Germain Defoe's goal, he spoke about how the Rangers fans were, were, were complaining and, you know, there's a bit of unrest at Ibrook until Defoe scored the goal. So it was his own fans that were the critics. After the Hearts game, as Daz says, Stephen Gerrard was the main critic of the performance. Daz was there with Alisson, the Aberdeen game at the weekend. I was just, you know, saying at the break there, again, the Rangers fans were getting, as John said, were getting on the mm. backs of the players. So in this instance, since the winter break, it's not really been media or the pundits or people like that yeah. who have been getting on the but backs of the Rangers players. I think players. that's what's been annoying, John, though. It's the manager and the fans. Yeah, but I think that, that's exactly, yeah, what's, exactly what's annoying, John. Exactly. And he's asking you, Gordon, and I think it's fairly obvious that to anyone who's ever been to any football game, really, but particularly the bigger the club, the bigger the expectations, Rangers are... By no means alone here When when you get those expectations That's the kind of thing That comes from the crowd Can it really impact players? Oh yeah Of course yeah. it can Gordon Players that are not used to that When you're out there And you know You hear the, the sort of a boo And I've got to say There's anxious um, Times at Ibrox just now I, I After the game I could hear some really What I would call Poor shouts to the Rangers players uh, because Rangers fans are desperate for a title They really they believe that they could do it this year uh, Especially after their victory against Celtic It's uh, Celtic part in December 29th And when you're looking at a Rangers team That's come back for the winter break And they're not firing on all cylinders just now They're still in the title race But they, they've got to up the gears for me They've got to get back to doing what they were doing Before the winter break, break kicked in and it is, it is a little problem because you've got guys there that have never really experienced it. And sometimes you can sink or you can swim, Gordon. You've got to be a real strong character because 49,000 of them are Ranger mm. supporters and they're first to tell you if, they're, if you're not matching up to what they're hoping for. Just to set this up for tomorrow when we really get into it, is there anything in particular that might be done to... To, to change their fortunes uh, Would it be a surprise Start for, for someone like Hadji The return of James Tavernier You would imagine will be welcomed Well I'm going to say And and people say Well how can you come out with that assessment I like to look at the boy Hadji when he come on And sometimes you go He looks like a football player He looked very comfortable on the ball Okay he come on What was it Roger 78 minutes But there was 4 minutes added on as well he looked confident, he looked a, a young lad that wanted to get on the ball, he wasn't afraid of it, you know, it, uh, You know when things aren't going right, you see some players sort of a shirking out, taking responsibility, he certainly wasn't one of those. Um, no, I think he'll go with the same team, they need an early goal, 
And I think once you get that early goal, Tavernier will be back tomorrow. I think he provides great width on the right-hand side and great service for Morelos. And I think if they get the early goal, it just lifts Gordon. You just need a game. You need to come off the pitch and say, that was a good three mm. points. We played really well there. Then you try and kick on from that. Um, I, I, as I say, Rangers support round about me, very anxious. Would I be overly worried to now? No, I wouldn't. But, if they don't pick up three points tomorrow night, I certainly would be starting to look about me and think, what's going on here? Let's speak to John in Parkhead. Hi, John. Hi, how you doing? All right. Two Gordons and... Excuse me. Uh, two Gordons and... and Roger. And... Roger. Sorry, Roger. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, John. Uh, Gordon, Gordon Dale, just yeah. before I make my point. Yeah, John. See if you see, if you see Matt Wilson. Aye. Tell him Dave Philinden signed for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's 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 missed a trick. Eighty grand a week. Tell- grand, yeah, uh, Dave, he says he's breaking, breaking. Tell him eighty grand a week. Just uh, next time he's your nose about eighty grand a week. On. <laughs> In case you're wondering what John's on about, go and check out the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You'll see Mark Wilson telling us quite a funny story by his own standards uh, of a trialist who came up to breaking <laughs> or breaking as it should be, and it didn't quite go right. So go and check out that video, John. What's your point tonight? I, uh, I, also I've got a couple of points Just for, for, first Before I talk about the football The game on the Ibrox Gordon I, I listened to you Saturday On the way home to Ibrox Yeah uh, And even my old man My old man's old school He's very quiet Even he should You see the But the referee And I'm not blaming The game's away The game's done mm-hmm. That was one of the worst Refereeing performances I've seen in a long long time For Andrew Dallas It was absolutely shocking Gordon He, he wasn't It wasn't the difference of for instance, a penalty claim that somebody's, you know, it's a Stonewall penalty kick, a sending off, which was a Stonewall sending off. I think that sometimes, that, yeah, you can say the referee had a good game, bad game or whatever. But I think, John, you've got to be honest with yourself, on Saturday, it wasn't a, Andrew Dallas didn't play a part on Rangers' poor performance. He didn't play a part when Alfredo Morelos was through and really should have put the ball in the back end, eh? So sometimes it's very easy to make other excuses and point the finger at a referee. Now, you might say Andrew Dallas didn't have a great game on Saturday. Now, a lot of people might agree with you, but I don't think that Andrew Dallas was the difference of Rangers picking up one point or three points. Gordon, if you've probably listened to what I said there, the game's away now, the game's done. Yeah. Gordon, there was, there was a couple of instances in the game because they go with Golson. Golson went to speak to him and he booked him. He just went to talk to him. For a fell at Cosgrove, and Cosgrove, I don't know how many fells Cosgrove done on Saturday. The other man was Barisic. Barisic, his first, his first fell, and they booked him. Mm. Again, that, that, that's the way it's going. I want to talk about the game tomorrow night, right. and it's very important that we get back on it, we get back, we get back winning again. Because I think there's about there's 15 games to go. I think, I think we've got 15, and I think we're going to start winning. John, I would you agree that there's a little spark missing just now? Would you agree with that? I got him. Got him. We spoke about it last week. Mm-hmm. I was on last Thursday when you and you and Mark were on, and also I was looking forward to the Aberdeen game, and I thought that was it. I, I thought we had to win on Saturday. Okay, we didn't. We didn't get the three points. We took a point, but I think we're going to start winning, and we're going to start the night. Okay, we've got the Scottish Cup on Saturday, and then we have to go to Kilmarnock next Wednesday. So the games are coming fast, fast and furious, and we're going to get back on. I'm going to get back getting that three points on the board. Just, I'm glad there's a few players coming back. John, you go you, you go to the games. Would would you change your personnel? See the the, the 
criticism I heard a little bit at half time. I was I was hearing a couple of guys having a chat at half time on Saturday, and it's the same. Just Eerie Wigan, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to do that, Gordon. Um, and a lot of concerns was the fact that it's the same old pony every week. It's the four three three Kent coming in, Aribo coming in. And they were saying, look, how does a manager never change? Especially when things aren't going great for them. They needed right. to change something. It's just light for light for me. And I'm I, not saying it because at the end of the day, Stephen Gerrard's quite entitled to pick his team, his formation, whatever he wants to do. But I'm listening to Rangers fans talking about it. I, mean, I don't like digging guys out of scapegoats, but the boy Glenn Kamara is dipped in form the last... Yeah. Also, maybe since I've come back, I've played the boy Hadji the morning right I would play him. Well, I've got. I said, John. I, I said, and I know he only come on the seventy eighth minute, right? But there was four. I think there was four extra minutes as well. So he had a little bit on the pitch. I like to look at the lad. Now, you can't really judge him on that game, but I like the fact that it was nil nil. That you you heard the supporters that were anxious at the game, and he was quite Aye. he was quite confident to go and take the ball, even with a man marking him. He was demanding the ball. He made good space. He looked a very comfortable footballer. I would like to see a lot more of him as well. I've got to say. Yeah, I I, I thought and I was, obviously I was at Livingston Motherwell at the weekend. I was only listening to you and Alison at Ibrox. The way the game seemed to be going, I was surprised it took so long for Hadji and Camberry to be sent on with Stephen Gerrard. I think it was something like 78 and 83 minutes. If for no other reason, if you send on Hadji after the fanfare of his arrival, send him on after 55, 60 minutes, it lifts the entire stadium. Now, you know, unless I'm completely mistaken by the game, the game wasn't going Rangers' way at that stage. There was no reason not to make the substitution. And sometimes things like that can just change the course of the game. I would start the boy tomorrow night from the start. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much to John in Parkhead. Full fixture card tomorrow. Brilliant, these midweek fixture cards. So make sure you join us and we'll give you all the build-up, team news and all the rest of it from six o'clock. I have been directing you to this all night and now it is that time. We are going to hear from Stevie Clark very soon. Hugh Keevans and I went along to Hamden, sat down with him recently and we're going to hear how he's feeling in the Scotland job. We'll do that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're about to hear from the Scotland boss, Stevie Clark, and this is a coincidence, trust me. Um, we've got a full time teaser for you tonight that is an international theme. Uh, so we're going to get the question up and running for you. Uh, this one's been sent in by Kahar. My apologies if Kahir, Kahar. My apologies if the pronunciation is a little off. What's happened to Smudger tonight? Oh, just something a bit different for you. Yeah, so. Did does Radio Clyde have a translator could help you with that? No, Gordon Deal's a translator. Oh, no, so. yeah. um, can you name 10 players? Yes. Yeah. Who've debuted for oh. Scotland this century and have never scored an international goal, but they must have more than 15 caps. Or at least 15 caps, sorry. So name the 10 players who've made their Scotland debuts this century. Have at least 15 caps But have never scored an international goal oh. Of course it's outfield players only wow. Come on <sighs> Were you just about to give me David Marshall, Craig Gordon, yeah. Alan McGregor Yeah oh, That would have been great Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely was So 10 players mm-hmm. Oh McTominay No Yeah he's not scored it Probably doesn't have 15 caps then Yeah he has He's not on the list That's all you need to know <laughs> <laughs> you got the question though, yeah? 
Ryan Fraser. <laughs> no. What about Russell Martin? Yes, 29 caps, no goals. Okay. Any more? I don't like the silence. Hey. Silence on radio does not Gabriel work. Gabriel Alexander. Yes. Gordon, you, I mean, you Tierney. can join in whenever you want. Tierney. No. I think he's got fewer than 15 caps, amazingly. What? Yeah, I think he's only got about 13 Robertson. caps. He scored, he scored more than what he scored multiple times against England, Lithuania. Palmer, was it Cyprus? Was that the other one? Liam Palmer. Liam Palmer doesn't have fifteen caps. He might. He's got about three or four. He should have a lot more. The boy's <laughs> playing well. Quick, one more guess. He, I'm feeling he might have scored. Grant Hanley must have scored. Yeah, he's not in the list. Okay, we'll leave it there because I'm confident. And you were looking for ten players. Scotland debuts this century, at least fifteen caps, but have never scored an international goal. Outfield players only mm. Now Stevie Clark He remembers standing on the hand in terraces as a boy Witnessing qualification And that spurs him on to hopefully find a way through these playoffs And end a long wait for a return Hugh Keevans and I went and caught up with him recently Just to get a bit of an insight into what life's like In the Hamden hot seat uh, Stevie welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thanks for joining us You are 7-8 months in the job About 8 games in that time Now in club management You'd have 8 games covered in 4-5 weeks how different has it been? Are you getting used to it yet? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm adapting. Uh, it was a tough tough spell in the middle. We had the, the two big hitters in the group. Uh, to lose four games in a row was, was always difficult. It was, was hard to deal with. I think the players found it difficult as well. Uh, but it was always important towards the end of the group. I knew that the, the three games were, were winnable, the games that, that we should win, and we did win. And I think we take that positivity and that uh, that good feeling into the, the playoff game. What's the biggest thing you've learned in that time? Because it was always going to be a, any manager goes into from club football to international football a, a learning experience. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned? Uh, less time on the training pitch, so the, the points have to be very much more specific rather than uh, when a coach with a club or a working with club players you can, you can drip feed them almost every day little points little little bits of uh, tactical advice uh, team advice individual advice whereas with the national team you don't have you don't have that luxury you have to put everything make everything very concise and, and get your point across very quickly and obviously you get some of that on the training pitch but you have to do a lot more uh, on the, in the classroom with the video work and, and, and try and make sure that your videos are very clear and and concise that the players can understand. On a personal level, Steve, you can absorb the rhythm of the international manager's job, but is there a difference in intensity from being on the bench with a club side? The intensity with a club side, I think, it tends to, to build over a period of time. You know, with a national manager, you've got a game, and then you've got, well, in September, October, November, you've got three weeks to stew between games or, or to be happy for, for three weeks or to be sad for three weeks or to be angry for three weeks whereas in a club game you just move on you, you know you have your game on the, the Saturday night by the time you get to the Monday morning you're on the next game whereas you, you don't quite have that uh, that level of intensity to work with an international Were football you a man? and that took a little bit that took a little bit of getting used to Were you a man who took your problems home with you? Uh, would you refused to watch match of the day if it hadn't gone well for you or, and does that change now that you're the national team manager? Not really, I've always been pretty good with the, in, in terms of handling media I, I don't 
I don't overread it, I don't overanalyze it. I understand that people have got a job to do and they, they need to have an opinion. Sometimes it'll be a outrageous opinion and <laughs> sometimes it'll be a, a good opinion, sometimes it'll be a bad opinion. Th there's nothing I can do to affect someone else's opinion. Uh, so I just get on with my work, try not to get too high if we win, try not to get too low if we get beat and, and just try and keep a a clear level head and, and, and stay on the path. What is the process of keeping tabs on all the players from all the leagues look like? Is it is it very defined between, I don't know, you, you cover one area and Stephen Reid covers another area or is it a bit more fluid? No, it's a little bit more fluid, a better word. I was going to say scattergun. <laughs> you, you, you just tend to look around and, and decide which games to go to. Uh, I, I, try and, I try and watch... Maybe I shouldn't say this. I try and watch players that maybe I'm, I'm not sure about more than, than players that you know are going to be definite picks. You know, you know you're going to pick a player, then there's not too much to see. Sometimes it's good to go and see them just to see how they are on the pitch, make sure they're moving well. Uh, but you, you tend to go and look at players that, that maybe you've got a little doubt about and, and hopefully they, they can eliminate those doubts as you're watching them. I don't know if you're a, a spreadsheets man or if it's very much just a kind of in-the-head type thing. Is it a case of getting to Monday morning, checking who played, who didn't, who came off injured perhaps? I know that's quite relevant at the moment. I think, I think the good thing about the, the media just now, and or there are so many uh, sites you can access that will tell you who played, how many minutes. So by the time you get to a Saturday night or a Sunday morning, you know whether somebody's came off early if they've come off early, you're looking, somebody comes off in the first half, you immediately think it's an injury. Then you're trying to find out who's injured, who's not injured. Uh, not so not so big a worry in January, I have to be honest, because players will get injured in January and, and be ready for March. So don't worry too much about that. On the subject of patriotism, I'm the only one here now who can remember a fresh-faced, clean-shaven, full head of hair, Steve Clark, playing for St Mirren. Yep. You left this country 33 years ago. When you lived down south for three decades and more, does your Scottish identity grow, diminish? What happens? I'd like to think it stays the same. I, I don't think it diminished. Uh, accent didn't go. Kept my accent. Uh, although people would tell me after I'd been down south for a couple of years, oh, you, you sound English, you sound <laughs> this or that. I don't think I sound English. I, th I think I sound pretty much the way I sounded when I went down south. Uh, Always been patriotic about Scotland. Uh, I keep moaning that, that I didn't get enough caps. Yeah. I keep saying that I deserved more than six, and I think that probably tells you that I wanted to play more often for Scotland. I wanted to be involved up here. I wanted the national. Always wanted the national team to do well, even when I was down south. Especially, especially when I'm down south because it's a long time not not qualifying for tournaments, and you've got all your your English friends giving you a hard time. So. It'd be nice to close one or two mouths down there. Do you remember, everyone goes on, justifiably, about the 22 years that have elapsed since we last played in a major final in France, 98. Do you remember, as a 10-year-old, how you felt when Scotland beat Czechoslovakia and qualified for the 1974 World Cup after a 16-year gap? It was a fantastic night, I remember my dad took me to the game, we, we stood on the, it was the North Terrace, uh, under the, underneath the old North Stand. I couldn't see the game, but it, it didn't matter, I was there, I got the atmosphere, I actually got a little little view through the window as Joe Jordan got that header at the back post and the place erupted was, uh, 
nights like that, experiences like, like that, you they live with you for the rest of your life. Was, you, was a marvelous, marvelous moment, and and great to great to say I was there. You're you're now in charge of the dreams, as it were. Uh, I have a ten-year-old grandson who was born in London, lives in Brighton, sounds like one of the cast of the East Enders, but goes to school on a Scotland strip. And he's devastated because he can't get up here for the Israel game because it's a school night. Do you encounter that kind of patriotism as you go around with the national team? And, and how does it make you feel? No, it makes you feel good. Uh, even even recently walking through Red Square, we, we were not walked into Red Square with my coaching staff and the, the members of the Tartan Army were there. They all want a picture. They all want you, they all want you to do well. You, you can understand they want you to do well. Some of them are understandable a little bit frustrated because they haven't made it to a, a major tournament they want to be there so that they can show the world what they're all about uh, or in this case Europe what they're all about uh, and it would be great to be the to be the manager that, that finally gets the team back into a, a major major tournament A whole generation of fat and, and players, there were players in your squad lots of them I'm sure who simply cannot remember what it's like, you speak about that memory of, of being here, Czechoslovakia Joe Jordan, how much does that stuff drive you on to to try and get us their listing? No, I think it drives everybody. It's a good point that the ones, the younger ones, don't remember what it's like to to be in a tournament, to qualify for a tournament. So the quicker we can put that right, the better. And then I think once you qualify for one, and, and this generation understand what it means to the country and how it feels to be part of a, a major tournament, to be involved in a major or the finals of a major tournament. Uh, I think that would give everybody the even more hunger to be involved in f- future tournaments. I think we've got guys in the squad who are capable or on the brink of of maybe becoming that that Scotland hero. I mean, John McGinn sort of is 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 on the path if you look at the last campaign. But ultimately, it takes that that big piece of success, doesn't it, to cement yourself as one of them? No, I, I, th- I think yeah, I think to. For any player, you want to you want to play at the best level you can. You want to play at the highest level. For all these players in the squad now, and I know the, I, sh- I shouldn't have to sit here and say the players are desperate to qualify because that should be a given. Everyone should understand that these players want to be judged at the highest possible place in the profession. So to play in a major tournament against the the best, in this case, the best countries in Europe, is something that they all want to do. They all want to be there. They all want to they want to experience being part of. A, a squad in a major tournament. I want to experience that. I missed out. I think I was close in going to uh, one of the one of the World Cup campaigns. I think it was 1990. I was close to going there. Uh, I was in the pre-selection squad, but didn't make the final cut, which was disappointing. But I still want to. I still want to experience that. The only way I can experience it now is is as a manager or a coach, and and that's what I want to do. To put you right on the spot, you're naming the squad for the Nations League semis and finals. And you can pick one Scotland player from the past to get into your squad. Who are you picking? One only, I'm afraid. That's You're going to upset some people. Definitely put me on the squad. It's going to, <laughs> it's going to make it really difficult. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Sir Kenny, Kenny Douglas, because he's 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 the type of player that, in the, in the system we play, would would be able to link the, be able to link the team. He's a fantastic, fantastic footballer, Kenny. And, and also somebody I worked with closely at Liverpool, and, and and a great guy to boot. So it would be it would be Sir Kenny Douglas. Are you happy with that, Hugh? Is that well? That, that's, that's got to be an acceptable answer. It would have sure to be. When you asked the question, I knew that was going to be Steve's answer, and, and not because he had worked with Kenny in a managerial position either. 
and that would lead me to the point that when Sir Kenny and all the others uh, were part of a Scotland team in their pomp, the golden age, 74 to 98, we had a terrific group of players to choose from. It's not for you to say, but it's for onlookers to observe that the the depth of choice that you have now is not comparable with years gone by. How does that affect your job and how are these players coming up to that level? Maybe the depth of talent is not there, but I feel in in recent years the the quality of the talent has improved. Now, Now maybe we haven't covered every position yet, but you also find with international football it can come in cycles you know and, and this this group of players that we've got together now if they can stay fit work together we might need to find one or two in, in various positions to, to, to make us a little bit stronger and a little bit better but this group of players I feel have got the talent to, to take this country to a, a major finals whether it's this tournament or the next one we have to wait and see but I feel that we're on we're on an upward curve at the moment, and we have to try and continue that. We have to try and remain positive, even when you get the bad blows, the disappointments, the, the big defeats that that hurt more than the the little defeats. Uh, you have to try and stay positive and, and work with the national team. I think there's too much negativity, negativity, and yeah. we have to keep pushing and try to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. Yeah, great, great interview there from Stevie Clark. Delighted with that. Dalgleish, what a player he could be for us. I was a big fan of the Gleish Gordon. I you told us something quite humorous about him when, during, yeah, during... When I was 14, I used to try and run like Dalgleish. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, he, he, he sort of had a, his own style. Like if you look at James Forrest just now, you'll have a couple of young kids down the path running like we James Forrest. And <laughs> I I'm not sure. And then, by the way, no disrespect to him, he's, he's a great footballer and very successful for Celtic. I'm not sure kids are trying to copy James Forrest's running style. Yeah, you might. I used to do that as a, as a young kid. And then obviously... So how does Kenny Dalglish run then? Well, I can't show you now because I'm, I take cramp right. and my hips are a bit sore. But, uh, you know, people used to say that I looked like Dalglish at times when I played <laughs> and then when I went on a little bit later my nose got bigger I became Ian Rush <laughs> I wondered where that was going Roger Hanna I'm glad it was his nose anyway that's for sure what about the teaser because it's yes. tied in a good in, one. international theme uh, can you name 10 players who've made their debuts for Scotland this century have at least 15 caps and have never scored an international goal don't give me goalies it goes without saying no We've goalies you've We're got Graham good. Alexander and Russell Martin Right, we have, we got a couple wrong, so we're going for right ones now. What about Barry Bannon in the middle of the park? Brilliant, well done. Right. And I've asked Roger, and Roger doesn't know, so if it's right, it's mine's. If it's wrong, it's Roger's. Cal McGregor? Yes. Well done. And my last one that I've got is Charlie Adam. I don't know if he's got 15 caps, has he? 26 caps. Has he? No goals. Well oh, done. come oh, on, okay. Roger. One, two, three, four, five to go. Pre- pressure's on me now. How about, how about Alan Hutton? Yes. Yes. Four to go. We'll get them next. Still plenty of time for you to call 01419511025. Let's hear from you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
God, DL and Roger Hanna joining me, Gordon Duncan. Apologies uh, for, for laughter straight out of the break. Very unprofessional. Uh, the reason being, don't you just tell everybody his reason? Just, just <laughs> before uh, we resumed the show, somehow. Uh, we, we briefly got on to, to politics in the studio Which doesn't ha- happen very often Especially when, when Gordon DL's around And he just described us as being in Brexit Which uh, <laughs> which perhaps Roger shines a light On to, to Gordon's understanding of, of these issues Well listen I think we'll need to have a, a word with Lorraine If there's ever a time when the Radio Cloud political editor needs time off I think we've found his deputy in Brexit like it. <laughs> uh, Right Hopefully This is your area Of expertise On tonight's teaser We're looking for 10 players Who've made an international debut For Scotland since 2000 They've at least 15 caps But they've never Scored a goal Outfield players Alan Hutton Graham Alexander Russell Martin Barry Bannon Charlie Adam Callum McGregor Six down Four to go okay, We're thinking defenders What about Stephen Whittaker Yes Oh Roger Gordon one from you No I've gave you my three and that's Okay uh, If we're thinking defenders can't think when he scored Gary Naismith No Callum Davidson No Oh very good no. Roger right? Three to get We'll get them later Let's speak to Stevie and Paisley Hi Stevie Hi guys how are we doing? Not bad Stevie What's your point tonight? Uh, same as yourself Happy New Year The oh, same as the first caller Stevie this is the worst ever <laughs> That is a yellow card defence The 4th of February I've been away for a while So I've been working away So I'm back Good man uh, Just a couple of points Obviously for the boys uh, Roger knows that I normally phone up Speaking about my captain Quite regularly uh, And obviously The, the mainstay of the team <laughs> The two points First point is How are Celtic Going to replace Scott Brown And Odson Edward uh, what, what are they doing Do you think Because Scott Brown What 4.4 million Over 700 appearances For Celtic uh, It's phenomenal Achievement It's Celtic and, and they, Hibs By the way The 700 uh, Still Celtic, a good yeah, achievement Celtic, By the way but. Yeah, A phenomenal achievement for, for both Celtic and Hibs I think it's, Celtic must be in the background right now. You're only talking about three months. The season's done. And whatever happens, fair enough. I think I would put the whole board out of Celtic win the title to, to keep Edward. I would make him the highest paid player at the club and whatever the sell-on fee would be. However, I think maybe it's time the young boy wants to experience something else. I hope he doesn't, but uh, that's just my first point. How What are Celtic doing if Roger knows in the background to replace these two players? Well... Uh... I'm sure if it wasn't you, Stevie, somebody phoned in a couple of years ago and said, how are Celtic ever going to be replaced Moussa Dembele? Yeah. And then Odson Edward came in, and I think Odson Edward was a highly well, third-choice striker, if you like, behind Dembele and Griffiths, and developed and is now as important to Celtic as any player in the team. Um, however, a bit like replacing Dembele, I think Celtic will be looking to be replacing Edward Now maybe Patrick Clamalla Is going to be the long term replacement For Edward Maybe Lee Griffiths Is going to be the long term replacement For Edward Or maybe they've someone up their cuff To be the long term replacement For Edward I think though The point you made about Scott Brown Is is the more salient point Stevie Because Scott Brown has won Eight league titles Scott Brown has won I think it's nine domestic cups He's been captain for the majority of them. I think he's the second most successful captain in Celtic's history. And he drags the team along with him. How you find another Scott Brown is probably going to be a tougher assignment than how you find another Odson Edward because Celtic will always create chances. Strikers will always score goals for Celtic. They've done it for however many years. But finding someone who has the influence in the team and within the club that Scott Brown has, 
for me will be a bigger task than replacing Edwards' goal. Stevie, is there a worry there for you that Odson Edwards' form is such at the moment that making him the highest earner at the club, giving him a long contract, is there a fear there that his form is so good that there's going to be little Celtic can actually do to keep him come this summer? Yeah, I think you know that. I think I think everybody's. Uh, out there knows that it's going to be so difficult keeping him and obviously uh, Morelos we need to enjoy these two guys just now because honestly you're not going to get straight as that I, I get what you mean Roger about Dembele uh, however I think at his stage in his career I think Edward's more pivotal than because we had a, a really on song Griffiths at the time but uh, in relation to Scott Brown I mean <laughs> he dragged Celtic through that game on Saturday and that was hard work Gordon you've been in games like that yourself where mm. it's hard work you know it's hard work You're trying It's not happening for you And there's a player in your team That you just look at and say Wait a minute here He is actually just dry, driving us through this this game here Gets his sleeves rolled up And gets us into the game Whether it's behind the scenes Talking to young players or whatever But I just hope that we do We're, we're on the lookout for Players of that calibre To come in uh, and, and see us through The rest of the season And, and, and beyond Yeah uh, he's certainly He's certainly a leader of men uh, I don't think he's Looking at retiring uh, soon at the end of the season, he'll pr- probably keep going. Every time I see him, I think he just gets better wage. I've got to say, I think Scott Brown is a terrific footballer as well. Very intelligent player now. I think a lot of that was under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, but he, I, I, I highlighted it uh, last week. Uh, Ross County at home and Celtic weren't playing particularly well. Oh, they were uh, and they were a bit slack at the back. And I seen Scott Brown in the middle of the park having a real dig at Julian. You know, basically telling them you need to get the finger out here. We need to sharpen this up, but that's just the the leadership that he's got in him, and he's proved that year in and year out. When he eventually retires from Celtic, of course it'll be a big miss. Edward will be the same because he is an absolutely terrific centre forward. Oh, phenomenal, he really is. But uh, that, that, that's the kind of points anyway. That I, I just hope that when I phone you again during the summer again, Roger, because you normally you're, you're kind of on the ball for me when you kind of let me know who's. Who they're scouting for So that's your task I want you to speak to you In the summer <laughs> And I, I need I'm, you on the ball I'm sure you'll phone back Before then Stevie Yeah let's speak to you Before then Stevie uh, No happy new year Next time though That was Stevie mm-hmm. and Paisley Thank you very much uh, For the call That was the first time For a while Gordon and I Had seen any football In the flesh actually Because you know I'm always in here mm-hmm. So I don't really get, get the chance uh, So often I do like to go along On, on various Sundays um, to Hamilton To, 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 to anywhere I'll yeah. go absolutely anywhere So went to Hamilton at the weekend And Yeah I must admit Seeing Edward's influence In, in the flesh Was was Not not that I didn't know How, how good mm. he was but, but clearly He really seems to be getting Almost better every week at the moment Yeah he is Gordon He's uh, He's some talent You've got to say And he is getting better every week um, You just Look at his free kick For instance Absolutely, and I know that a lot of people looked at it and had a go at the goalkeeper's positioning, but to get it up and down over that wall as quickly as he, he, he did uh, was absolutely brilliant. And then he goes through from a terrific ball from Tom Rogic. His link up play is very good. I think that's the most important thing for him now. I think he's developed, um, you know, better with his link up play. And I think him and Griffiths, I think he likes having a partner up there as well. It helps him And I think they're working Very good as a partner so, But you know that If you're struggling He is one of the guys That can just turn the game In the flick of a hat Mr. Sitter for a hat The, f- the flick of a hat Flick That's of a, a switch one. I like Sorry. that I'm going to write that one down uh, Okay 
a flick I love of it the when switch. you get the mixed metaphors they're good yeah, like it of a full show you on can that. flick your hat can you <laughs> there you go if you want. Roger any chance of Malou causing an upset there tomorrow? Um, not if they play the way they did on Saturday They were absolutely dreadful Stephen Robinson came in And I think he was just shell-shocked We played how, it last night It was brilliant How I don't, bad I, they had been I don't think I've ever heard the manager so Open so, Yeah, so critical he, he said even uh, every decision I made got went Gordon, wrong you, you, The two of you would not have believed How bad your team were Years since I've seen Motherwell is poor No one played with the exception of the goalkeeper Who was outstanding Let's round off this teaser We're looking for 10 players Who've debuted for Scotland this century At least 15 caps But no goals Alan Hutton Graham Alexander Stephen Whitaker, Russell Martin Barry Bannon Charlie Adam Callum McGregor Three What to go What about Stephen Pearson? No Great effort Oh well, hold on a minute You sort of Played a big part in that That night in Paris didn't he? Yeah, he came off the bench yeah. You actually you actually sort of uh, went there Did I give something away Yeah, yeah. Okay. something uh, Maybe a Stephen Stephen McManus Maybe a Stephen Presley Yes Yeah. Thought, I thought you had it I got a bit excited Sorry Right two to go Stephen McManus is not one of them He scored that famous Famous oh, goal against Lichtenstein yeah, Remember of course. Uh, Barry Robson Oh Roger Pick it out That's a fantastic shoot from you 17 caps Zero goals One to get Would you be surprised If I told you it was the hardest by, no. a, by a mile It's not Wait. Dominic Matteo is it? Ooh. No What team did he play for? It must be outside uh, Old Firm Yeah Hearts A Hearts player So not Gary Naismith It was there earlier no Colin Cameron No Dundee no. United Dundee United Hearts Initials Hearts and Dundee Andy Webster No S S Scott Severin Oh. Scott Severin Well done Roger and Gordon Thank you very much For your input tonight Gents Thanks for all the calls And tweets And for keeping us company Out there and listening We are back Tomorrow night We've been spoiled Rotten Since the turn of the year With these midweek fixture cards It's just one game After another Drama Excitement Controversy Talking points It's all there And we'll do the same Tomorrow Six big games to preview And we'll do it from 6 o'clock So make sure you join us Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy Will be here We'll give you all the team news All the build up And then we'll get stuck Into the action as well In the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next So stay there Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.